Praise God, brethren. I hope you're doing okay. I bring you greetings in Christ. Today, I want to share with you a simple message. It's in the book of, in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 25 to 25. It reads as, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Chapter 24, Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Chapter 2, verse 25. I have been young and now old, and yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seeds begging bread. Um, brethren, this is the message that we are going to say today. This message was written by our brother, King David, who actually turned out to be the king of Israel. I'll begin by giving you a brief hint of who King David was. Um, this this man or this young man, King David, wasn't actually born into reality, but through God's grace, he rose up to a position of being a king. He began his life as a humble shepherd. That's actually where God got him from. So the story actually begins in the book of Samuel, where King Saul fell in his battle with the Palestines. So there was a battle between the Israelites and the Palestines, and by then the king who was ruling the Israelites was called Saul. But Saul failed in his battle with the Palestines. So in this atmosphere, God sent his prophet, Prophet Samuel. Bethlehem, where he guided him to David. By then, David was a talented musician. So after God guided him to David, David was taken into the king's court. Yeah. So in the king's court, David used to play for Saul a harp, and Saul could call him whenever he was tormented by an evil spirit sent by God, as written in First Samuel chapter 9, verse 16. So, within that, that situation still, um, there was a longing battle with the Palestines again, because they had not been defeated. And through that battle, that's when David achieved his victory after casting a stone unto Goliath, and he became actually sound. So having achieved this victory, Saul placed him as the head of his army, and he was then a young general who was commanding the Israelites' army. Having achieved the victory over the Palestines by defeating Goliath. So actually, David got another favor he didn't only get the favor of being promoted to being a general the Israelite army, but he even married Saul's daughter. And God clear touch with Saul's son, who was called Jonathan. However, his this relationship with Jonathan and having married Saul's daughter didn't please him. And so they lived in constant chaos with Saul. So there was constant rivalry between David and Saul, who was by then the king of Israel. So 
Due to the struggles and Saul's tried attempts to kill David, David decided to flee to the enemy camp and settle there in an attempt to save his life. So he attempted and placed there the Ark of the Covenant. So by then he was an endorsed king of the Israelites. That's the issue story. Get back to that to our verse to our scripture that we are reading today, written by this man that we've seen. Um, the first verse, chapter 23, read as the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So, brethren, this verse here said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So, in this case, we don't need to just struggle to become good men. Yes, actually, the, the, our attempt to become good men can only be acknowledged by God. It's only ac- accepting God into our lives and letting him take control of us that can make us actually good. But our own efforts cannot actually make us good without his guidance. It's only by accepting his guidance to take over us and shrinking our pride in our own abilities, in our own, abil- in our own possessions, in our own capabilities, in, our own in everything that we think that we can do for ourselves and letting God take control of us that we can achieve Him within us. And remember God is absolute goodness. He's the only person with very, He's the only element, should I call Him even a person? He's the only element who is actually absolutely good. It's so it's only by accepting him into our lives, it's only by admitting him into our lives that we achieve the state of goodness. And remember he gave us the two commandments. By fulfilling them, we are admitting him into our lives and we are becoming good. So after becoming good, he actually takes control of us. He takes control of all our steps. And we actually end up delighting in his ways. So we need to surrender all our efforts, all our actions, all our everything that we have to him so that he can enter us and we achieve that state of goodness. So chapter verse 24, sorry. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. Brethren, so this book this verse is very clear. Though he falls, it's not that you shall not fall, no. Falling is inevitable. For everyone since we have this personal flesh even jesus almost reached, reached an extent of falling but he said god let your will be done no okay falling is not doesn't mean that it's the end of your life falling doesn't mean that that's the end of each and everything that you need to do falling doesn't mean that you are you're now going no it's only by it's only through falling that we can surrender our own efforts because we we only fall if we over attach ourselves to our own efforts yes but if you fall and you recognize god as the one who is above each and everything who can lift you up actually you will actually you will honestly be lifted up and you will shine once more for the lord upholds him with his hands if you fall down 
if you even risk to fall and you are within his love, he will actually uplift you. And chapter, sorry, verse 25 reads as, I have been young and now old, and yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seeds begging bread. Brethren, listen, actually, David said that he had been young. And as we read him from New he had been actually young to the point when he was risen to, to kingship. He was also once young, but he never saw the children and the righteous being forsaken. So this is the point that we need to master. Righteousness is different from holiness. When we confess Jesus Christ, our personal Savior, we achieve holiness. But righteousness has to be worked for. So our own, our personal efforts to go by Jesus' command, to follow God's commandments, is achieving righteousness. So it's only by abiding by his commandments that we can still be righteous. And that's how we shall not be cast. That's, not, that's how we shall not be forsaken. It's only by being righteous, by manifesting his love in us, by doing according to his rules, by working according to his commandments, by being obedient to his rules, by dissolving our pride and letting him take control of us, by actually respecting each and, every, each and every one, by respecting his word, by loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, by loving God, our Father, with our hearts, our soul, and our mind. That's how we achieve righteousness. So if we achieve this righteousness, it's a clear deal. We shall never be forsaken. And our, seed, our seeds will never beg bread. God will provide. Brethren, I ask you to trust God. For he shall not forsake us. And he shall always guide our steps. Let's always work towards maintaining righteousness. Let's, let's, let's always remember him in whatever we do. And he shall actually do a good deal of work in us. May God bless you.